Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hi, friends. This is Mandy from Chapel Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So today, Missy's from the sunroom because that's where it's the quietest. And I'm joining you from my deck because it's a beautiful August day. It's like in the 70s. So you'll probably hear turkeys and guineas and chickens and a car or two pass by. Hopefully that doesn't bother you and it's not too loud. So we um, previously had done season. So we had done like an unschooling season, um, food preservation season. The latest one we did was on gardening. Um, We're going to transition out of that and we're going to do just kind of like a new topic every week. Um, Missy and I are really finding that as creators, we're very important. Um, And maybe everybody's like that to some degree, but you know, we just kind of like to seize opportunities, talk about what's happening in the now. Um, and so we just want to kind of help you stay up to date on what's happening in our lives while we're teaching you. Um, so today we're going to, the, the title of this podcast is In the Waiting Room. Um, and you'll kind of start to understand what that means here as we dig a little deeper. But so this week uh, is going to be a lot of talking from Missy. Um, so this, uh, Missy's got, not that I don't have a lot going on too, but you know, Missy's very much in a transitional phase right now. And so we want to get you up to date. Um, you'll learn too, as we go, I think there's just really good understanding and learning what in your waiting room means and in your classroom means. Um, so Missy's going to talk a little bit about how we even learned this kind of phrase in the waiting room and in your classroom, um, how we got inspired by those two phrases, um, so go ahead, Miss. Okay. Um, most of you have heard of us talk about Jess, Jess from Roots and Refuge Farm. Um, she's really one that I feel that I can connect to. I don't know if maybe it's because they recently just moved across the country. They were, I mean, I guess across the country. They were in um, Arkansas. They're now in South Carolina. And the land that they purchased in South Carolina, they purchased that kind of blindly, um, I guess her husband had gone a couple times and looked at the property and, you know, she stayed back in Arkansas to tend to the homestead and the kids. Um, But they basically moved onto this piece of land and it was bare. There was nothing. There was no electric. There was no water, any of that stuff. So Jess talked about having your waiting room and having your classroom. And with them in Arkansas, you know, they had used their land to the max. They had everything going on that, you know, they could fit into their area there. And she felt that she needed to grow beyond that because she had this burning desire in her that she wanted to have like, kind of like a learning facility where people, people could come to their property. Um, they could do garden stuff with her. They could hold classes. Um, that was her big dream for her family and her homestead. So that's why they bought this property. Um, She talked about how in Arkansas, that was her waiting room before she jumped into moving and that would become her classroom where she would learn and be able to teach. Uh, So that really spoke to both Mandy and I, because we kind of both find ourselves in times where we're frustrated because we're waiting. And we a lot of times feel that is this waiting time? Uh, Are we wasting time? What could we be doing 
you know, instead of just sitting and waiting and um, being stagnant in the situation that we're in. So I really find um, peace and hope in the fact that my family right now is in what we're considering our waiting room. Um, as you know, we are in Florida right now. We're trying to sell our house and move hopefully back to PA. That's our plan. Um, we want to be close to family um, and, you know, get a cup, an acre, anywhere from like one to five acres we'd be satisfied with. We don't know what's going to come down the pike. Um, so right now, as us being in our waiting room, we're trying to take this time to dive into things that normally we would push aside because we're too busy. Um, we feel as though we've pretty much used the land that we have available here to the best of our ability. We did, like I said, the raised beds. Um, we did the felt pots along the back of the sunroom, the drip irrigation. We had stuff along the fence. Um, we do have to kind of be a little concerned because we have bears that like to frequent the development. And um, whereas like we have a little piece here that goes back into the woods, I could, if I wanted to, I could start bees, um, you know, and get that rolling so that we would be already set up for that when we do move, because that's one of our plans. But I have to be concerned that it's in the woods and that's where the bears come from. And the bears aren't afraid to climb fences. Like we have six foot wooden fences that block in our yards and the bears climb that with ease. And if they can't climb it, they go through it. Like they just bust boards and go through it and do what they need to do. And then they leave and they're on their way. So we can't really grow too much fruit. Um, I'd love to have citrus trees, you know, we're in prime citrus area. We could have all kinds of citrus trees, but then that attracts bears and, and you'd be surprised. There's, it's not like the nuisance um, fox that comes in your yard, like once every three to four months, like the bears are pretty consistent. Like they're here every night during the summer, they make their rounds in the developments. People post, you know, bear sighting on powder lane, you know, whatever. Um, and they're kind of, because when I think about where you live and like you have a lanai and all this, like I'm just picturing like the golden girls, but then there's bears. Well, right. Like when I moved here and somebody was like, there's a bear, a bear got in your trash last night. I'm like, you're funny. Like what, what the heck's put my trash all over the front yard. They're like the bear. I'm like, wait, what? Like, 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 as in like grizzly bear, like brown bear you see up north. And yep, that's, and they're, they're building property everywhere. So they're taking down any type of forest that's around us. So they're all just being pushed into the developments. And it is, it's crazy. You're driving down, you know, down the road and this big black bear crosses in front of you and you're like, whoa, wait, where am I? Um, right. Yeah. So, and I think, so back up really quick to Jess, uh, just to give a little background, if people aren't familiar with her, as I understand, she talks about where they came from a lot. So like they lived in an apartment, she had this burning desire, they were growing some food like <clears throat> on patios and things like that. Um, I think the farm in Arkansas, was it like four acres maybe? I Around there, yeah. The, and then the property they're on now is 24 acres. Um, yeah. <clears throat> if I I remember 24, I think. So, you know, when Missy said like, she really relates to this, you know, they started at the apartment in Pennsylvania. They upgraded to the quarter acre in Florida following the job opportunity. You know, now they're hoping to come here. And like she said, at least get the acre or two or three or four. And, um, you know, Zad and I are very much feeling in the same place. Like before here we were renting and we were on a quarter acre 
well, maybe an eighth. It was tiny. Um, you know, we came here and we thought we were like high on the hog with three acres. And, you know, after six years, we're feeling kind of squeezed here. Um, and so we aren't going to be going anywhere for a little while, but we're definitely, I feel like Zad and I are in a classroom and in a waiting room at the same time. Um, and I, I think to a degree you feel that way, but you just feel like you've completely bursted out of your classroom. Like there's literally really not much more you could do. Right. Like there was, there's some things that we were putting on hold to purchase until we moved because we didn't want like they're big items and we didn't want to have to move them or worry about them getting damaged when the movers, you know, move our stuff across country. Like one being a still, um, we, we purchased a copper still and that we had been putting off because we didn't really want to have to transport it. But I feel like now's the time that if we're going to do it, let's do it and learn all we can about it while we're in our waiting room, take this opportunity to dive into that. And you'll see our products slowly starting to come available with the hydrosols. Um, but so that's what we're doing. Like we're diving into the YouTube videos. We're diving into books. Um, we're purchasing things that we've been putting off just so we can learn all there is to learn before life gets really busy. So I, I'm worse at this than Jeremy is. Um, and thank God Jeremy's been like my saving grace and brings me back down to earth because I'm to the point now where when the realtor calls and says showing tomorrow at 1030, is this okay? My first reaction is why? What's the point? Like it's, it's worthless. Um, but Jeremy's like, no, calm down like this. We have to do this. This is part of the process. And to take you back a little bit, we've probably had 20, 25 showings. And every time we have a showing, like, okay, you live in your house, you love your house, you try to keep your house clean, and it's where your family lives. And, you know, you spend a lot of your time, you don't want to hear negatives about your house. To put work into things that, okay, maybe it suits for our family, but it's not going to suit for the next family. But I don't need to know about that because they can change it when they move in. But every single person who's come through and done a showing or whatever always comes back with the negative. Um, the yard's not as big as I thought it was going to be. The house looks tired. Um, it's outdated. Uh, you know, like off the wall things where we're like, okay, well, I'm sorry that I live in such a tired, outdated house that it doesn't please you. You know, so every time after a showing, I'm in this like funk of just leave me alone. Nobody's, you know, look at the pictures online. That's all you need to know. The description is there. Leave me alone. Either buy it or don't. That's the kind of attitude that I'm having. And Jeremy's really been like, look, you need to just, there's some reason, you know, why we're doing this, why we're put in this position. You need to just ride with it and we need to make the best of it. Um, I guess that's another point of the whole waiting room. I feel as though this is wasted time. Like, not that my life is wasted. Like, you feel like your waiting room is going and going and going and going. Right, like, I don't, I don't see an end in sight in my waiting room. And I'm the type of person, like, I'm a, it's kind of funny, because I don't like a daily schedule, but I like to know, like, what's coming next. Like, what's the next step? What's going to happen so I can be prepared? Um, But I, I need to see that there's an end in sight. And I'm sure there is. And this problem or anything that anyone's doing it's not our realtor's issue it's not something we're doing it's just the process and the process is a less than pleasing um so yeah like with our waiting room i feel as though i just need to see an end in sight 
know that there's going to be an end. And I'd like to know what that ending is going to be because I can sit here all day long and look at houses and dream of properties. But when it comes down to it, there's no point in me doing that because we can't move until this house is sold. Now, we do have some other options that we're kind of looking into, you know, like if we would purchase a property where no one's living in it, can we put money down? And then when our house here, like in c- contingent to our house selling here, so when it sells here, then we just pay the balance and whatever. Um, so there are some different situations we're trying to look at. But in all reality, to be the easiest thing on my kids and myself um, would be for this house to sell and then we find property and we move on. But I I can sit here all day long and look at properties and dream and hope and wish and, you know, all of that just to be like, well, there's no point in doing this because I have to wait till this house sells. So to me, this waiting room is frustrating and it's really taken me going through this waiting period to see what's important. Um, When we first started going through this process, I was like, nope, no less than five acres. Like any um, filter we're going to put on Zillow is going to be no less than five acres you know, this, 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 and this. But as we've gone through the process, I've kind of been thinking, okay, we're making this work on an eighth of an acre, quarter of an acre, whatever it even is. Um, maybe if we just had one acre, we could do the things that we want to do, or at least start there. Maybe that could be our stepping stone into eventually getting more than one acre, five acres, or 10 acres, whatever it would be. Um, The market has, the housing market has changed drastically in the past couple of months. And I feel like we were all blindsided by it. I mean, people were offering selling price, um, $100,000 over asking price, you know, to now you have to drop your house $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 before you're even going to get some sort of interest. Um, Our realtor that we're dealing with, in PA had told us that it's gone to like a digital market, which I need to hook up with him and figure out what exactly that means. You know, is it all online? We've had a couple people where the realtors will come through and do like video with them on FaceTime or whatever to show the house. So is that what it's changing to? I don't know. It's frustrating. And I'm finding myself being more frustrated, I think, than anyone else in my family. And I think it's a whole mom thing too, because like, Okay, Mason had to start school. Um, He's going to Navarre High. He's in 11th grade. You know, he loves his school. I was excited for him to start, but I was kind of hoping that the house would sell and we'd be on our way to our new adventure before school would start because I feel that that's going to be harder for him to now start here and then be uprooted and taken and plopped into a new um, school district wherever we land. But that didn't happen. So I have to in my mommy heart, be okay with that and be like, he's resilient. He is. I was going to say, as much as we pick on Mason, he's, so if you're not familiar, he's 16, um, very much a social butterfly. He, if there were a job out there in the world where he could just get paid to be like someone's best friend and just go around and and do things, like that's him. Um, (laughs) No fear what goes into like, you know, crowds, like he just, he thrives on that kind of thing. Um, and, but as much as we pick on him about that, he is very resilient. I mean, he's been through several schools now in his little 16 year life. Um, and he, he truly does really just assimilate into whatever he needs to. Yeah. And I mean, he, he has the little 16 year old attitude, but didn't we all oh. at that age? <laughs> right. For sure. Um, but yeah, so I think a lot of it is, has, this waiting room has given me 
time to sit back and think what's important in life like what really matters when if you would ask me two months ago what matters I would have said five acres a farmhouse my family but I think you know God has really put us in this in this line of vision so that we can see that that's not what matters like what matters your your number one primary goal is you want to be on land you want to be providing making growing your own food you want to have more family time you want to be close to your family like where your roots are that's you know where your heart longs to be and like this is part of the process like you need i need you to sit back and relax and go through this process because i'm preparing you for the next step and a lot of times I don't have that patience. I, oh. I'm i like, no, I need to know what the next step is and I need to know it now or I'm just going to give up and be like, whatever, we're here for the rest of our lives. We're so um, bad each other in that regard because oh. we very patient. Our husbands are patient people on this planet, but you and I, zero. Ooh, right. Like, how are we together? Because good. <laughs> um, but yeah. Mitch so I often about like what it must be like to be together and... I, I can't even imagine trying to wrangle us being our husbands because we are just like, we're both highly motivated. We both are like idea machines and we just want to like go and don't tell me that I can't do it. Right. Like we're intense. We are intense people. Like, oh my gosh. But um, yeah. So, so I feel, talk- go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, that's fine. I was just going to reiterate that, you know, I feel that this, our waiting room right now has really taught us to, step back and think about the things that do matter and the th- whether I have one acre or two acres is that really going to matter as to how my kids are raised and what I teach them um, through growing our own food and you know having a cow and you know animals responsibility that kind of stuff um, what were you going to say so I think the beauty of living in 2022 is that we can find a YouTuber, an Instagrammer, a whatever, a podcaster that is in a similar situation. So, right. you know, whether you guys land on one acre or two or three or four or five, you know, we can find uh, someone that's out there that's got sort of a similar, maybe a similar layout, like it's partially wooded and partially open or it's one full flat acre. And so how can I really maximize that space? And, you know, that's kind of, I know everybody, it's all relative and everybody always talks about Oh, I wish I lived in like, you know, 19, whatever. And uh, Missy and I talk about that all the time. And I totally agree. And I think we could have learned some amazing skills. But I think that a perk of 2022 is that we do have, it's a blessing and a curse, but we have all those resources at our fingertips. So if we need some ideas about, okay, I now live on two acres. I really want a dairy cow and I really want a garden and bees and chickens like those. I feel like for you, miss, right. Those are your probably top four priorities. Yes. Um, You know, how can I lay this out that it's fair to the animals? It's fair to us, you know, and we're just being the best stewards of our resources. And we have a lot of those resources at our fingertips. And that's not to say that, you know, okay, you can read every book and watch every YouTuber in existence, but there's nothing Nothing more genuine than getting your hands in the dirt yourself and learning it yourself. But that's not to say that you can't go into it with some research and some knowledge. And I feel like you guys are really trying to do that well um, in your classroom and soak in. You know, Jeremy's taken some classes. Missy got a, a subscription to Abundance Plus, which, if you're not familiar, is Justin Rhodes' community, online community, 
Um, and there's just a lot of great resources in their videos and classes and uh, like a community, sort of like Facebook. There's, you know, different um, groups where you can go on and like buy a cow or like whatever. And they're really just doing a great job of soaking that in. Um, so, so what I was going to say is talk a little bit about, you said about, you know, coming home into your roots and all that. So talk a little bit about what the market is like, where you want to land and how that may affect, you know, where your classroom winds up and are, will you have to deal with a smaller classroom because of it and things like that? Sure. Okay. So, um, in dealing with the realtors in PA, um, he explained, well, we have, we have two that we're, one we're friends with and one that we're doing business with. Um, they explained that, you know, how the market has changed, how it has flip-flopped, but the only area that it hasn't changed is Lancaster County. So what they're finding is, okay, there's properties available in Lancaster County, but the prices aren't budging. So there's probably more properties available than there was when the houses were flying off the market, but their prices aren't moving. So for me to sell our house here, which we said we're on like a quarter acre, um, for $400,000 to try to look in Lancaster County to buy something with even one acre, you're probably looking around the same price. Um, now, trying to explain the differences in, like we're in pretty much the heart of Navarre, like the Emerald Coast, the Sugar Sands, you know, that's as the crow flies two miles from us. So this is like a higher, I'm not going to say higher end because, you know, I don't really know that that exists, but this is a place where people desire to be because they're back off of the beach. They don't, they're not waterfront properties, but you can get to the beach within 10 minutes and spend the day at the beach. It's not this big, huge packing up and driving hours kind of thing. So this is like, um, so our house should easily be selling for $400,000 here, but trying to go and buy something in Lancaster County for $400,000, you're not going to get near what you're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. We're trying desperately to get into Lancaster County. Um, even now we've backed it down to, we'll be satisfied with one to two acres. Uh, we just, we want to be back in our roots where we know where things are. Um, we can travel to get raw milk. We can travel to get a half a cow. You know, we know people. It's just a whole different living situation when you're new to an area. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what we're running into now is, being able to sell our house for what our house is truly worth and being able to find property. And if it's not in Lancaster County, then the prices are a little more reasonable. It's the strangest thing. Um, he, like the one guy we talked to, he's like, I've never seen this. You know, it's usually all areas together, you know, do the same market. They, they're either high or they're low. He's like everywhere right now, it's, it's a buyer's market. It's no longer a seller's market except Lancaster County. Like Lancaster County is still a seller's market and they know that and people are taking advantage of that, which stinks. Yeah. Um, it's, it's frustrating. It is. It is so frustrating. And, you know, like I've alluded to before, you know, Zad and I are really very much in the same situation. Like if there were something here, a farm or something here that was 10 or 15 acres that we could afford, heck yeah, I'd be there in a second. But there's no way like, you know, there's this property up the road here that was that little farm there. It was uh, 40 acres, I think. Um, and just to give like, you know, I, I realize we kind of have people like listening from all around. But 
so like in this area that 40 acre farm with i think it was like a pretty decent house some barns that needed some work um it went for almost a million dollars yeah and i realize that this is all relative you know some places some people are going to say oh that's so cheap and other places people are gonna be like oh my gosh i'd never spend that you know kind of thing um but just to give you some perspective on like what you know missy and jeremy are up against trying to find even an acre or two to try to get, you know, their homestead dream really in motion. Um, it's a struggle. And, you know, Zad and I, the same thing. And we've been in this house for, uh, it'll be six years in October. And, um, you know, at the time, I, the things that I think about now when I shop houses casually, um, nothing like what I thought about then. Like, I just saw this and I was like, oh, I really love that house. I didn't really pay attention to many acres. That we weren't seriously homesteading at that point either. We were canning and that was pretty much it. Um, but it's it's really a struggle in this area right now. And if you want any kind of serious acreage, you know, the, the choice is you don't live here. Uh, you know, you live away from everyone that you know, all the stores that you know, all the farmers that you know. And that's not to say that you can't make new friends and find new farmers and assimilate into a new area. And you can do all those things. But I mean, Missy is really a testament. You've heard to it's It's a struggle. I mean, it is a struggle to find we have an abundant amount of resources in this area. And, you know, but to rebuild your business in a new area to find, you know, new acquaintances and you know right now you could ask me who does xyz in lancaster county and i'm sure that i could tell you or zad could tell you because we know someone that does everything right and you don't realize how valuable that kind of knowledge and relationship base is until you don't have it (laughs) totally Right. And Missy has been, you know, her and I have had this conversation many times over the last year that she's not been here. And it's something Zad and I talk about often as we consider, do we want to move out of the area or not? And are we willing to give that up for X amount of acres or it, it is a, it's a struggle. Um, So much a struggle. So um, yeah, let's see. Oh, so another thing that I wanted to make sure that we talked about is for the people that are in their waiting rooms, whether they're in an apartment or they're on a smaller piece of property waiting for the right bigger piece of property. Um, so you talked a little bit about how like you bought the still, you got into the hydrosols, you know, you did the thing that you were going to wait to do, but it was something you could do in Florida. Um, so talk about a couple other things, you know, you and I have had the conversation about like going to the farmer's market, um, clearing out the freezer because it's going to be a lot easier to transplant transplant transport (laughs) dried food and canned foods and it'll be frozen food so kind of talk about your thought process about that like if we have listeners that are maybe moving soon or they want to move you know what can what else can they do in their waiting room besides like watching youtube and reading books yeah so um a couple things that we have we've been doing is normally we'd have all these like off the wall ideas and projects where Oh, you know, I want to load the freeze dryer and I want to let it run and see how long it runs. Like, I think there's a weight limit you have to be careful with, like on the, on each uh, shelf of your freeze dryer, but you know, not going beyond that. But I was one who like organized all my little fruits and stuff just on the tray and in a pretty little line and everything was symmetrical. And then I'd put it in and come out looking beautiful, but we're taking the time now to do the things that we probably wouldn't do when we have the chaos of a homestead and animals that need fed and eggs that need gathered. Um, so like yesterday we had gone back to the farmer's market and, um, got some 
I guess it was Monday. Maybe yeah, it was Monday. We had gone back to the farmers market and we got some more peaches and I got nectarines and tomatoes and um, I'm gonna do like I'm gonna probably I'm gonna dehydrate my tomatoes and then I will blend them into powder and keep that for tomato paste because nothing bothers me more than buying a can of tomato paste, taking one or two tablespoons out putting it in my fridge. And then every time Sunday trash night comes around, I'm like, do I throw it? Do I keep it? Oh, I'll just keep it another week, you know? And then it sits in there and I'm like, okay, this has been in here for two months. I'm just going to toss it. And there's wasted food, wasted money. So I want to do, you know, dehydrate the tomatoes, powder them, and then keep them so that I can just add some water to them and have my own paste. Would I've taken the time to do that if I was busy with a homestead? Probably not. I probably would have just kept buying the cans and leaving it in the refrigerator um yesterday i sliced up peaches we wanted to try peaches in the freeze dryer and i had the purchase these mats where you can lay a layer of peaches put the mats on top and then layer another layer of peaches or whatever you were doing and process it that way and i was always kind of scared to do that because i'm like okay well i gotta cut these mats so they're perfect and fit you know the trays and what if all of this doesn't dry then i'm going to be like dealing with the homestead and that situation stress on that level and then worrying about okay are these peaches dry or some of them damp should i put them in mylar bags should i put them in um ball jars what should i do with them but like we're taking the time to slow down and do those things so that okay now i know the potential of my freeze dryer like it it froze everything it's still running its drying process everything seems to be okay you know, now I know that I can put larger loads in and get more value from my time and, you know, money with running the freeze dryer. Um, you know, I, we do have a dehydrator and I always, I always tend to go towards the freeze dryer because it's more fun and, you know, the end result is prettier, but I'm trying to take the time to use my dehydrator because I have it and it sits there and it's something that I paid money for and I need to use it. Um, like Manny said, we're slowly trying to work through our freezer situation because I have no idea, like, you know, with it being a buyer, and I think this is normally how it always is, the buyer sets the closing date. We could sell tomorrow and they want to close in 15 days. And if we really want to sell our house, we're going to have to agree with that. And then we have 15 days to find out where we're going. You know, what's going to happen? Am I going to have all this food and meat in the freezer that's just going to go bad sitting in a moving truck somewhere? So we're trying to slowly work through that. We have a lot of frozen fruit that we're either making smoothies or, you know, freeze drying, powdering it for our capsules, um, that kind of stuff. But I, I think we're like, I'm, I haven't freeze dried meat yet. I know, Mandy, you have, right? Yeah, you did venison. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just, and as you were talking, like, you're going to get a 15 day closing and I'm going to have to fly down there so I can help you pressure can an eight cubic foot freezers worth of meat hurry before you leave totally you better have your bags packed because good <laughs> lord the rate yep. this is going dried meat and it my biggest piece of advice i think i mentioned this in the podcast about freeze drying is we always pre-cook our meat before we freeze dry it right right yeah so i haven't taken that step yet which i'm sure that'll be in the next couple of days here as i am still sitting in my waiting room um right well, we're going to work on that, process that. But I do feel like we're getting a good head start on, okay, if we need to pack up this house and move within a certain amount of days, like, we know what's happening. Um, if this were the case when we lived back in the apartment on Anchor Road, absolutely not. Like, um, we've taken the time to do the things that are annoying because we have nothing else to do. Like, and I hate saying that. I, I hate 
when I hear somebody say they're bored. Like, don't tell me you're bored because I have about 1,400 things on my list that I'd like to dive into, but I can't because my children are demanding or I have to be at any second ready to pack this house up and not make it look like we live here and go drive around the block for 15 minutes so people can come walk through and picture their stuff here instead of my stuff and whatever. Um, you know, so there's things that we, we can't really, like the, the weekend we canned, we just, you know, took it for granted that the Lord was going to be like, okay, we're not going to have any showings today. Get this canning done. I know it's been on your heart to do it. Get it done and we'll move on past this. Like we were so afraid that we were going to have a showing. We had corn all over the kitchen. There was peach smuts everywhere. Um, oh, it was a mess. And I was like, you know what? My attitude. I was like, you know what? If somebody wants to come see the house, they can come see the house as we're a work in progress. Um, if they want to help, they can bring their apron and can while they're here, but I'm not going anywhere. So thank God we got through that. And we've been doing little batches here and there um, to try and just, you know, part of it's to keep my mind busy too. Like I, I am not one to sit there and be like, I'm bored. What's there to do? You know, I can't do that for my mental health. Um, and I do want to do a disclaimer. I, we are not miserable where we are. We are not living in poor conditions. We are not being abused in any way. Um, this is just our waiting room to go into our classroom. Um, we have a beautiful house. We live in a beautiful area. If I need a time, need a, um, brain reset, I take the kids and I go and spend an hour or two on the beach and then we come back and we get down to business and do whatever. I don't want people to think that we're living in some sort of miserable situation and we need pity and we need help. Um, we're technically as happy as we can be. Our kids are happy and we're thriving. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think some people would hear that probably not people listen to this podcast, but some people would hear that and think, Oh, poor you. Like you have to go to the beach to reset or whatever. But right. it's just, uh, it's, it's just, everyone is different, you know, to, to you. Okay. Going and sitting on the beach is fine, but you're like, I'd actually rather be milking the cow in my backyard. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I would rather be doing. And so that sort of leads me into like, just the last piece of this puzzle is, you know, as your best friend, you know, trying to support you in all of this. I, you know, we can always sit, you and I could sit and talk about ideas and things and whatever for hours and hours and hours and hours on end, you know, and I think this is always, this just, it always circles back to, and you and I have talked about this, the comparison thing, you know, we are always like, oh, well, look at that person, they have this and look at this person, they have that and whatever. Um, and you and I are, we're, we're bad at that. Like we are, we are yeah. just not. And it's not a good trait. Like, listen, I'm not trying to say it's a terrible trait and something that her and I have talked about. Missy and I have talked about this so many times and how, like, just get over yourself. Like, be content where you are and do what you can do with what you have. And sometimes I'm like, yes, like, I'm so content and this is so great and I can do everything. And, you know, then the next minute I'm like, oh, poor me. I need this because they have this or whatever. And that's such an awful, toxic place to put my mind. And whenever I get to that spot, I usually text Missy and pray really hard that she's in a good place in her mind so that she can drag me up out of the trenches. Oh, um, God. And typically, typically I feel like God aligns us pretty well. Like if I'm in the trenches, you drag me out and vice versa. Right. Um, but yeah, like if you are in a waiting room, like find someone that can support you in your waiting room. You know, someone that has like interests or someone that likes talking about the same things, um, someone that wants to learn together with you 
or whatever. You know, there's plenty of things like podcasting. You know, one day Missy and I were like, hey, let's do a podcast and we'll learn how to podcast together. And uh, we love it. Like we love podcasting. It's so fun. And it was something that we could do that could connect us even more with her being so far away or when they move, we can still do it. So um, try to be supportive of, well, everyone, but try to be supportive of the people, you know, that are in the waiting room and because it's a hard spot to be. I mean, and you know, maybe a few weeks ago, you and I sort of had this realization that we are both in a waiting room and a classroom. Mm -hmm. I'm in my waiting room waiting for my next bigger property, but it's probably a few years down the road. But while I'm in my waiting room, I'm making my waiting room a classroom and you're doing the same thing. You've made your waiting room a classroom with books and YouTube videos and uh, classes and teaching yourself, like you said, like you've not freeze dried meat. So that's going to be, you know, this week, hopefully you're going to teach yourself. Okay. This is not that that's going to be. You know the freeze drying process. It's not going to be that big of a deal, but it's something new. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, anything else? Any other comments just about where you're at with, with I guess, mentally and whatever, <laughs> where the family's at? Um, no. I mean, I think it just kind of changes daily. Um, like, thank God for the support that I have beyond these four walls. And um, also thank God for the support I have through my husband and my children. My children are support in their own little ways. Um, but it's just a process. Like Mandy said, you know, like it's every, it's all different for everyone. We've been through some strange situations and we've learned to have some compassion for people and also not to the extent of not letting people take advantage of us through this, this um, situation. But yeah. Um, I, the support is what, what I need. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I feel like everybody's there. I feel like, especially right now, just everything feels just extra stressful and extra expensive and extra, just extra in general. Um, so, all right. So we, you know, like we said, we are going to have kind of just a different topic every week. May, you know, we'll probably have some guests on here soon and we kind of just want to help you stay up to date on what's happening in our lives as well as learning through, you know, whatever we're dealing with at the time. So I don't know what next week's topic is because we decided, you know, an hour ago that we were going to change what, um, you know, what our whole plan is. So stay tuned. We'll keep you posted on social media about, um, you know, whatever our next topic's going to be. If there's a topic that you want us to chat about, if you'd like to be a guest, you have something cool you want to chat about with us. Um, we're totally open to that. So reach out to us. You can find Missy at homesteadingroots.com. You can find me at chapelhoforge.com. Um, we're both on Facebook and Instagram, Homesteading Roots and Chapel Hill Forge. Um, and then Zad and I are on YouTube. So, you know, check out all those platforms and, and learn something. And we hope that we can learn from you as much as hopefully you're learning from us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, friends.